0: Today I have a real, real treat for you. My mother. My mommy. Yeah, she's my mommy. She's not really my mother. She's my mommy. You know what I mean? My mom and I have a very special relationship. In my older age, I'd argue we have a really special friendship. She's definitely one of the girls. Do with that what you will. She's one of the girls. And today we're just going to hang out. It's a mother-daughter date, and you get to listen in on it. And we both love to overshare, so it's going to be totally fun. So here is my mommy, Sophia Chamberlain, the one and the only. This episode is presented by haagen It's love at first bite with the new haagen Dulce de Leche Bar, featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky dulce de leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's DOS. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough. But then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you, thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Unlike this podcast, Some things in life should be boring, like banking, because boring is pragmatic and responsible, level-headed and wise, all the things that you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for red carpets, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money, because when your money is doing what you need it to do, you can do all the unboring things you want to do with it. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 He is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. In what ways do you think I'm my mother's daughter? Oh my gosh, like
1: there's just a list that goes on. Like you're a workaholic. But
0: I feel like I don't give off that vibe.
1: I feel like I give off like slacker energy. Oh god, I don't think so. Recently you've been getting out more, which I think is great, but like before that though? I mean, it was all about just like, oh, I I have to do this. This is you know, You're like You're definitely like that too yeah, though. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's you wouldn't just like let loose and go have fun. I was too scared, I think. I was, like, scared that I would,
0: like, lose it if I was, yeah. like, too much like that. When you were younger, did you do that, too? Were you, like, a workaholic with school or with work? Or were you, like, no, I'm gonna go out and be with cute boys.
1: <laughs> I think any opportunity that I had, like, if friends were going out, it was, like, "What are we? where are we going on Thursday night? Like, we had the dance clubs to go mm-hmm. to, and, you know, we had our routine and stuff. Um, so any chance I got, I would definitely go out. Okay. Uh, whether it was a party or, da- you know, clubbing or whatever. But that's interesting because you became a workaholic later in your life. Yes. Now you are the most, like, that is like you to a T. I thrive on accomplishing stuff. Like, I thrive on getting shit done.
0: So it's not that it makes you, like, it's not that you love it, but rather that it feeds you. It depends
1: also what kind of work. For work work, like, It's an integrity thing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have to accomplish a lot and get it off my plate and do it to perfection Mm -hmm. so that my integrity stays intact.
0: Well, I am your mother's daughter in this way.
1: Right? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like so, not
0: like toxic, but we're definitely both such perfectionists about, I mean, not, I wouldn't say just our work life. But I think it's very, very apparent and present there. But just in general, I feel like we're both so. Things have to be done right.
1: Right. Like things have to really be done right. Like no cutting corners. Right. It has to be done right. Because otherwise you think, you sit and think about it. You think, like, oh, we could have done this better. We could have. Or you see it physically, see something that's not done. And then it's, you know, little. The details, right? Like you're not as detailed as I am. Like you'll, you, you're um, more accepting of things not being perfect. Like you almost, because you growing up with me, like wanting things to be so rigidly you know tidy and straight mm. and this mm. and that you kind of like want to mess things up like you want it <laughs> you want to kind of totally. have things a little beat up or a little crooked or a little wonky whereas I'm constantly you know like and it's a control thing and that's another mm. thing that you're you know we have control issues well we definitely <laughs> do another way on my mother's daughter
0: right growing up with my mom was like growing up in an army base <laughs> Every single household chore was boot camp. Doing the dishes boot camp. Like, literally my mom would, like, inspect the fork after I washed it, and she'd be like, <laughs> you didn't use fucking hot water. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't <laughs> use hot water. <laughs> wow, wow. So- did you even use dish soap? Yeah. Did you Do you know that you have to refill the sponge with the soap? Okay, obviously you don't. Yeah. When you look at me, what do you think I get the most fixated on?
1: I think it's, like, controlling what's going to happen.
0: Mm. I love to have a plan.
1: Yeah. It's terrible.
0: (laughs) I'm like so bad. Like it's from like kind of random daily tasks. Everything has to be timed out on my Google calendar Mm -hmm. to like, I need to know (laughs) like who's going to be my maid of honor in my wedding. I need to know who's I'm going to marry. I need to know how many kids I'm going to have. Like I like am obsessed with that too. Like having that, I need to know where I'm going to live. Like
1: I'm obsessed with, planning the future as well. I think that's an age thing too, though. Were you like that? I mean, I feel like it's kind of a goal, like a life goal or something. And you want to get, we're very impatient. That's the other thing. Um, So we want to get to it as soon as possible because you have it all planned out. You know what has to happen. So you just, you're in a big hurry to get there. And I yeah. was very much like that. But on a daily basis, I may not be like, Anxious about my future like you are because I feel like I've kind of arrived, you know.
0: You have your career. You have a child who's a nightmare and that's so much so (laughs) distracting. And then you have. Filled with a lot to do
1: on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. In what ways are we different? Well, like I said, I mean, I think you rebelled against my precision on things. And so you kind of like when things are a little more knocked around, beat up wonky, crooked, you know, uh a little messy like you, you know, you you kind of rebel against that. You know, it's not like your house is dirty or unorganized. It's more like you might be attracted to um like a little vintage piece of artwork or something and it'll be, you know, maybe chipped up and knocked around and not mm-hmm. and I'd be like oh no but it's got chips and not you know dents in it. and you're like but that's what I like about it and yeah. I like things to be like more you know I like you know vintage things or antiques but I like but them you want when to are refurbished I like them to be more like in better shape and you are totally good with something just like falling apart
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> because it looks cool okay so that's one way we're different do you think we're different socially oh yeah
1: why because I'm not social. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was when I was your age. But you're definitely outgoing. But I don't, I get bored at like, you know, social events where it's maybe like, a, I have trouble hearing people talk. You know, like I can't, if oh, there's me a lot too. of people talking, like, so it's hard to have a conversation. So I feel kind of like I, I start to like close up because I I can't understand what anyone's saying. And then I'm like, I, real. And I'm just this like real. just shaking my head and I'm just like, you know, and so I feel uh, that's awkward to me, you know. But that's also such an interesting perspective because
0: it's like it's so true that in most social situations, a party, a club, like, yeah. you know, a bar, it's fucking loud. It it's is. just loud and it's not fun to talk, to talk. It actually is awful. Like I, you know, when I go out and as we know, I've been doing it a lot because <laughs> I call my mom when I'm on the way home and it's like two in the morning, three in the morning, yeah. four in the morning. It's been six in the morning and I'm it's driving so, home it's because so I don't getting drink. getting the tea though. Really? Well, yeah, you get the tea. Yeah. How good is the tea? It's awesome. It's so good. It's so fun. <laughs> this is totally a detour. Now we're going in a completely different direction, but- Share the best tea I've ever given you. Well, what was a story that I got in the car and I called you and I told you about where you're like,
1: this is the juiciest shit yet? It's usually like when you've seen somebody that you haven't seen in a long time or you met somebody for the first time and... You know, you just like really hit it off, and it would be like an un it's unexpected person. You know, that boy drama, yeah, boy drama is always the best, right? Like that's mm-hmm. like, oh man, like who would have thought that would have happened, or you know <laughs> yeah. that they that they would have said that, or you know, um, it usually has to do with boys. It's usually like where you've seen you've been out and about, and you've seen seen someone, and then you see, you know. Yeah, stuff. that was kind
0: of the best one. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. alluding to. You know what I mean? In L.A.,
1: I think it's like
0: you're always going to see people out that you have, like, a history with, whether it's an old friend or an, an ex or whoever. And it's like, I think those are the best stories for you, probably, because you know these people, you've met these people, yeah. and then now it's, like, interesting to see what –
1: but that is or the problem. With- sometimes, you know, like, I'll, I'll have been a fan of – maybe it's a music artist or – you know, an actress or a model or something like that, and you've become friends with them, and then you come home and then you tell me stories about like an evening out where you've run into them and then the conversations you've had or whatever, and I'm like so riveted at <laughs> the end of because my- it's so fun. It's like someone that you maybe you know watch them on TV when you were little, and so I've watched these people grow up to be you know successful whatever artists musicians whatever they are and so it's just kind of fun to hear the local stuff that happens when you're out and you Run into these people. What they're really like. What they're really like, or like, you know, whatever. It's just so fun.
0: I honestly feel like I go out and be social for the debrief after. Oh, with you and my friends. It's like that's what it's about. I kind
1: of like wake up automatically at like two a.m. and And just like, why is she? And I like, yeah. And oh, she's still out. Okay, well, maybe she'll. And then, like, if I think you're in an odd place, sometimes like the location will seem a little odd, and I'll check in and just say you good. Just to to make sure you're good, but also to let you know that I'm awake so that as soon as you get in the car, you can call me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Speaking of you tracking me on my phone,
0: well, you are, you're an anxious parent. Yes. Why don't you sort of dig into how you manage being a deeply anxious person and having
1: a child? Well, I mean, I didn't even want to have a child because i knew that i would be such an anxious parent um so it was almost like oh my gosh i am not the kind of person that should be having kids cuz i'm going to be i'm going to be worried about the baby inside my tummy you know worried about the the baby coming out okay i'm mm-hmm. going to be worried about everything right mm-hmm. and so you know and then the experience i went through which was for the most part, you know, other than being like nauseous for the six, the first six months or whatever, everything was fine, mm-hmm. except for, you know, you coming out with an emergency C-section. That was like, Sorry. you had to come out that way. That's okay. I know. it's So reflective
0: of my personality. Oh with my gosh.
1: You. Afterwards, you know, we go to nurse and you'd fall, you'd constantly fall asleep. And then the nurses would come in and they would be like jamming your face, you know, like to nurse. And then you'd be arching your back like, no. Immediate and then I rabble. was like, I was like. Oh, man, we are in for it. This girl is, like, is going to be a force to be reckoned with, and here you are. Thank (laughs) you so much. So the worry just went on and on and on. You were
0: anxious, and you definitely needed to know where I was at all times, and you definitely were, like, you know, you had a leash on, a metaphorical leash on, because some parents actually do the little leash on the kids. (laughs) You had a metaphorical leash on me. It wasn't like I was a complete loose cannon. But you did kind of let me be a loose cannon. I mean, like, when I look back, it's like, Holy shit. Like I, you know, after school I'd go to the, you know, the youth center. Right. These kids and I would just be running around town doing whatever and we were like on our own, you know. And and when I got a little older and I started partying and I was like experimenting with with drinking and stuff like that. You were you and my dad both were like it's okay, just keep us in the loop. And I think that that's exactly the way to do it because i think it prevented me from ever rebelling in that way and wanting to overdo it which i think was phenomenal but it's like how did you let me go then you you kind of let me go even though yeah. you're so anxious
1: for first of all like i trusted you like i didn't feel like you were going to you know make make a bad you know everybody makes bad choices right like we make that's how we learn but i didn't have the uh the capability of tracking you until you were a little bit older Mm -hmm. until you had your first iPhone, basically, because I feel Mm -hmm. like the other ones, we didn't do that. Um, And it was it's because my my intentions or my thoughts about uh, tracking you or keeping an eye on you. It wasn't about what you were doing or who you were hanging out with. It was just more about um, being able to rescue you if you were in a bad situation—it's mm-hmm. about knowing where you were, so that if there was an earthquake, then I could just come pick you up. So that's where you were more anxious yeah, about, rather than what I was actually doing. No, I was never worried about what you were doing. It was—it was, it was never about uh, controlling what you were doing, who you were hanging out with. It was about keeping you, just knowing that I could come and save you somehow cuz you didn't like it at first. No, I mean I think it's invasive. But no. then once I said, "Hey, you know, but if you're in a situation and you can't call me or something, then I can I can literally drive to wherever you are and and I can pick you and your friends up and and get you guys out of a bad situation or maybe a situation you don't want to be in, which happened. It happened where you guys would be in a house party and the cops, the cops would come <laughs> <laughs> and you guys would be hiding in the bushes. So scary. And you're like texting me and you don't even know where you are. Yeah. was no address because and you don't even know what street. And I literally could I would just jump in the car and I would find you yeah. that way.
0: I know. It was like I literally the amount of times we got the cops got called on us like i wonder if that's normal like did oh. you have the cops called on parties when you were a kid oh yeah
1: Okay, But we never, you know, we'd all get word and then everybody would split and hide until they drove away. And then yeah, you would, fun. you know, I remember like the the Uber account, it's like my Uber account and you guys would go and then you guys would split, you know, the Uber or whatever. My rating went to shit when you guys would go to, uh, what, what was it? Shoreline. Yeah. Well,
0: Shoreline for context was this, like it was this music venue, um, not super close to where I lived, but, you know, like 40 minutes to an hour. And it was where there was $50 country concerts, country shows. And all the all the high schoolers would go and get super drunk and just, like, make out with each other. And it was really weird Um, in retrospect. I think it
1: was so good for you to have that independence because I feel like— Completely agree. Oh, I mean, even though you might have been drinking and making out with boys and doing all these things that— If the parents really knew, they would be like— Oh, that—that's not allowed. Well, that's
0: the thing. I do think, like, you can't rob your child of like experimentation. Like, you can't. Like, but within, like, you know, but you there's a responsible way to do it. And I think you, I think, yeah. You did I mean, it. if
1: you were messing around with like scary drugs and stuff, or like hooking up with forty year old men, I'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah, that's, you know what yeah. I mean. But you guys were all with each other. You guys had been around each other since you were like in fourth grade or fifth grade or even younger some of you even knew each other as toddlers so it was like I I didn't feel like you were doing anything abnormal at all you
0: know but to an extent you have to let your kids touch the stove to know that it's hot right while keeping the leash on those still too like it's like you know you were in control of the situation enough where it's like I and you also educated me enough to a point where you were like she's not it's she's not gonna get hurt like we're not. She's not taking anything to a level where
1: it's. She's fine. You yeah, know? I didn't feel like any of it was dangerous. Um, and if I did, I probably would have said no. But I never felt. I felt like you were smart. What you were I, also like nervous and worried, so you weren't going to be like. You I know. wasn't totally
0: cool and badass. I
1: was like so <laughs> you scared of you everything. Were, you've never been reckless, and that's a thing. That's a difference. I've never snuck out. I feel like I'm the you only never kid that never. To. I
0: know. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So, if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/anything today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash anything. Do you think my personality was set when I was born, or do you think that you and my dad? Influence, yeah. Like, do you do you believe this is actually? Let's take me out of the equation. Do you believe that personality is innate, or do you think personality is developed through parenting, or do you think it's a combination of both?
1: I think it's a combination of both. But like, you came out a, a rebel, one hundred percent, and I saw that from the get go, from the very. I didn't understand it um, the way I do now. Like, I think. Different people wrote books on personality types, and there was like personality quizzes and stuff and so um one of the ones I really liked narrows in on four different personality types or tendencies that we have. I remember it because it was right around the time you started high school, and that's when I figured out your personality type, my personality type. It's very simple what's your personality type and what's mine um so the four uh tendencies they call them is um the upholder, the questioner, the rebel and the obliger. And you're pretty much a rebel through and through. Like there's overlap, obviously, on every single one. Um, but for me, I am 100% one of those people who will take care of everyone else. You're the and, obliger. Yeah. Before I take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um getting better, hopefully, about that. But You have no accountability. So you're basically held accountable by outside forces or Mm -hmm. outside people, right? So when it comes to work, you know, just work yourself to death and to the bone and dig yourself in a hole because you are going to, you know, do what other people are asking you to do because mm-hmm. you wanna you don't want to let anybody down. Mm-hmm. You you're gonna rebel against you know what everyone is asking because it's deeply rooted in you. It's it there isn't even any explaining it. It just is what it is, right? But you have a little bit of other stuff, and so do I. And for sure,
0: yeah, I do feel like I I definitely have pieces of all of those though. When I think about it, like definitely I am rebellious, but I also think. I can be a people pleaser and just be like, yeah. I, I, I will do anything for everybody. Yeah. And then I also think but I can I think, prioritize myself and be but really I think selfish. some of
1: that, though, comes from the parenting styles, you know, like where you're saying, did I come out that way? Or did... Because I feel like there's things that I see you do that come from situations that happened when you were younger, where I might have parented a little harshly or... You know, we've talked about this before. You know, reactive parenting has caused um, it. I don't want to say issues, but you know, like you kind of have like PTSD, maybe. Or I don't know what it is, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, it's
0: like, very self aware for you as a mom to say I did something that might have fucked you up.
1: Yeah, but it's that's yeah, a very I, rare thing. Special, really? Because yes. I don't know. I feel like all parents feel guilty about something. No, but... Because here's the thing: it's like
0: the thing is. Every parent is going to fuck up. Okay. And it's about being able to apologize. Like Lord knows when I'm a parent, God, I don't know what I'm gonna do wrong, but I will do something wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's just
1: it's just how it is. But we all do, because we you just you're learning as you're going, kind of. It's not like, you know, I don't think any of us are prepared or know, I don't care how many classes you take. I don't I did all that stuff and it didn't matter. You came out so opposite of me, you know, and so, you know, it's like, okay, sweetie, it's time to brush your teeth. No, uh, yes, we have to brush your teeth because you don't want to have rotten teeth and you and don't like, want yes, to go to school. And it's, then you're it, like, it's, no. cool. it's, and then there's me, you know, pinning you down on the floor of your bedroom going, we're going to brush your teeth. And you're like, no, no, no. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and we're like power struggling through life until, yeah. I, until I realize. Who you were, you know, and it was by that point though all that reactive parenting have already had already taken place. To me, when I think of reactive parenting, it's like a more
0: emotional tone. It's like uh more yeah. it's a more elevated tone. It's more of there's anger, you know, yeah. there's emotion. It's like it's, but it's, it's also
1: cutting off children and not hearing them. You know, mm. like being really emotional about something um, or s- snippy and not giving a child a chance to say hey wait a minute i have something to say about that no you just need to go brush your teeth and go to bed you know it's like but wait i have something to say no you just you know what i mean and th- that happened yeah and that is something that i'll probably never be okay with like it's just you know cuz it hurts and it's like i because i see you uh overcompensating sometimes because i think that influenced you know what I mean? And it's kind of (laughs) sad. No, it's not sad. It is because you go, you, I just, especially with say like in relationships with like friends or boys and it's like, no, 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 don't do that. It's, I caused that for you. Don't do that. Don't like be sort
0: of more of a pushover or be like too agreeable or be like, or
1: not feel like, or hesitate to, to speak your mind because you were shut down as me being a reactive parent, uh, in in that parenting style, kind of shut you down in a way, so you felt like you weren't going to be heard or that you couldn't speak up for yourself. And so I've seen you do it in relationships, whether mm-hmm. it's just friendships or you know where the other person may not be the uh the best person to for you to be around mm-hmm. because of their. So Then they
0: bring out that. And side so, of me. so
1: then, not that they would ever, you know, maybe even consciously take advantage of that of you, but but that dynamic comes out and uh that's where so one time I was you know it's like it was a real and it wasn't even that long ago I saw it on Instagram and it was somebody acting out a reactive parenting scenario mm-hmm. and I went oh no I was that parent for a while okay, and but, then yeah, and then you know. I sent it to you and I was like Emma Oh my God, I was that parent. And I think this is why you do this thing. Yeah. Like or do these different yeah. things. And and I wanted you to be aware of it. So you would say, wait a minute, I don't have to do that. I don't mm-hmm. have to do that. I can I have a voice and I need to be heard and I don't I don't need to hold back just because of something that happened to me when I was a kid mm-hmm. that influence the way I am with everyone else in my life like I'd much rather you recognize that and me go down for it you know what I'm saying like <laughs> you're like I'll do no I'll go down like, for it just to help you see the person you don't you need to be right? yeah but ultimately that is phenomenal parenting though like well you never stop being a parent right like, no and
0: and it's like okay yeah that was like a rough a rough patch you know and it was and it it definitely formed me in a way I mean every single little thing that happened when I was a kid formed me in a way mm-hmm. you know also feeling like like I can call you at any time and talk to you about anything and you're never gonna judge me and you're you're always gonna like you know you're not gonna get mad at me like on that side of things that formed me in a way where now I'm not afraid of being myself as much yeah but I do think that being a good parent is being selfless enough with your child taking your ego out of it Being selfless enough with your child to say, I fucked up. This is how I think it fucked you up. And I'm sorry. And let's work through it together so that you can heal from that. I can heal from that. And we can all blossom. Because at the end of the day, if it's not that, it's probably something else. I do think in order to be a good parent.
1: You kind of have to let your ego go. I agree. Because because, that's uh,
0: why you're able to now to see this TikTok about how you were how you parent it in a way that you're not proud of and to send it to me and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, like, the you can't do that if your ego's in it. And you're right. like, no,
1: no, no, I have ego in being a good parent, a perfect parent. Right. But your dad and I have talked many times about this. It's like, you know, once you have a kid, you go out the window. Okay, it's not about you anymore. You have this little person, and you got to give it your all, um, and and make sure that they're safe, happy, you know, and whatever. It's not about you know raising the smartest or the cutest or the most talented. It's just about we've talked about this so many times. We gave you the opportunity to be you, and we had respect for you as a little human, and we wanted you know you to develop into whatever you were gonna be. Not who we are, who you are, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's where a lot of parents are like, oh, no, 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 we don't talk about that. We don't talk about this or we don't get, you know, boy crazy or we don't, you know, we don't say this word. We don't, you know, and it's like, but you know what I mean? It's such a like, funny example to use because nine times
0: out of ten I'm i I'm calling you, it's about a...
1: Yeah. Right, it's about but, all of those things, which is just yeah. totally normal, whereas other parents, I think, really try to control you know, that, that kind of stuff. And it's like, why though? Is it because you're worried about looking bad because your your kids are boy crazy, um, girls and boys and are, everybody's crazy about everybody. You know what I mean? At a certain age, it's like, so why do you care how that's going to make you look? But also even like college, like, oh, my kid needs to go to this college or, oh, my kid needs to get
0: this job. It's like, it does really get, it. it's, It's terrible on both ends. It's terrible terrible for the child because they feel like they can't, you know, discover what they want to do with their lives themselves. But then it's terrible for the parent because I'm so sorry, you're going to get disappointed.
1: You're going to get fucking disappointed. Or if you you put like rules into place like that, you know, we had conversations because you felt like you had to go to this college or that college or a good college or whatever. And it's like, no, wait a minute. Like, you can do whatever you want. You're in the driver's seat, you know, and it it doesn't, no judgment here, you know, that's why you're doing what you're doing. It's interesting though, because how rare is it for a parent to know?
0: This is so backwards. How often is the kid like, no, I need to go to college, but something inside of me is telling me I, like, I'm not going to go. And and the parents are like, "Don't go."
1: When does that ever know, happen? But it's it's, crazy. it's 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 crazy how g- the gut instincts, you know, really kick kick in. And because your dad and I, it wasn't about us; it was about you mm-hmm. and about you being happy, healthy, figuring things out. It wasn't about like, oh, well, if she doesn't go. To Harvard, then we're gonna look like dumbasses or something. <laughs> like it just, you know, it it didn't matter to us. You know what I mean? But also, I went to FIDM. He went to a, a few years of you know. So it's like, well, right? Like, who are y'all to talk? Right? Like, but it's 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 like you could say, well, don't do what I did. Go to you know, get a four year education and and you know, reach for the stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to reach for the stars. On a certain path and and you had made it really clear that that path was everyone's doing the same thing. Everybody looks the same way. And and I look around the room and every face looks the same. And I'm like driving going, oh, my God, she's freaking me out right now. Like, I don't even what does she mean by that? Like, I thought, you know, because you were so much So much more advanced, you know, than I realized. And you're telling me this on the way home from school one day when you were in high school. I
0: was going very Shakespeare. I was going very poetic. I was going very abstract art in the car with you that day. And I was was
1: like shaking going, oh, my God, do I need to like have a, you know, like sign her up with a psychologist? Like, I don't know what to do. And and Mm. and then it was like we went to the, you know, college counseling and you walked out of there just shaking your head. and I'm going, I don't know what's going wrong. I will say that was when I sort of
0: like my, I started having very intuitive feelings at that point. And
1: well, you said you didn't see yourself graduating from high school, like walking the line and it freaked you out. Remember that? Well, that
0: was what was so weird. And to this day is so weird with graduating high school in the proper way. Right. Like walking down the line. Like, you know, I couldn't see it. I could not see me in college. I wanted both of those things. You know I was a very yeah. studious,
1: academically driven child. You were so anxious about perfection in that setting. Right. Like, because you were, it was just, it was something you would say, I got to get into the best colleges. I have to have those. I just have to. I have to. And we're like, but why? You know, like, why do you feel well, like you have to yeah. do that? It
0: was so weird. Yeah. The whole thing is weird in retrospect because it's like, most of the time, a kid's not going to Catholic all-girls school. Unless their parents forced them to go. Right. Like, I wanted to go. Yeah. I wanted to go because I was like, this is going to help me prep for college so that I can go to a good college because I really think what it was rooted in was feeling like, obviously, the Bay Area, the Silicon Valley, it's a bunch of tech families. It's a lot of wealthy kids. Yep. And we weren't necessarily there. We weren't up there with them. We were totally fine. Yeah. But we weren't there. Right. You know what I mean? To me, I was like, I feel inferior yep. in a way, which was completely fucking ridiculous in retrospect.
1: No, but, but that's normal. But though. I mean, as a kid who doesn't And I to, I mean, and as even as a parent, you know, I wanted so badly to provide that. A house with, you know, whatever, and then whatever kind of car you wanted when you turned 16. And, you know, like I wanted to provide all that. And and that made us who we are today, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it, you know, but at the time, you know, my heart hurt you know, to not be able to provide that for you. But when I looking back, I'm glad I didn't. Me
0: fucking too. Right.
1: So, I mean, I'm not, I don't regret any of any of it, but at the time it was really hard because it was like, I was constantly looking for the little house, even just rent that would be affordable. And I think growing up how I grew up, um, I also felt inferior, you know, to the kids that had the married parents, the The brothers and sisters in the house with the two dogs and the this and the that and the two trucks and the car to go to town in and, you know, all the stuff. Like I did not have any of that either. Yeah. You know, and but I look back and I go, oh, man, my childhood is so interesting. Yeah. It's like dynamic. Right. But also like when you're a kid,
0: you probably have experienced this. Like when you're a kid. You take everything for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't realize how good you have it until you're older and you're able to see things from a worldly scale. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was under the impression that, like, you know, my childhood was much more challenging than it was because I was comparing, you know, myself to like these rich kids who have like tech parents. Yep. You know, like they're, they're like millionaire parents. Yeah. Like, they're everywhere, yeah. you know? And, like, I'm comparing myself to that. I only made it worse by going to Catholic all-girls school. The only way that we were able to do that was by getting financial aid. Right. So then, but then I'm around it even more, and I was just so cynical. I was like, you know, like, fuck these people. Because I'm around, like, I'm around all this. I'm around, actually, what I realized now was extreme wealth. Like, that is an unusual, you know, sort of setup, okay? You know, it's not normal for for you know, 15-year-old girls to be getting, like, a, a Dior bag for, for Christmas. Like, that's right. very weird. Right. Like, in most or like the, not the normal. Or, like, the car of
1: their dreams, brand new for their 16th yeah. birthday. And
0: then they crash it, and then they get a new one the next week.
1: That's not right. normal. See, I just had no clue. I had no context. Yeah. But like... It makes you... Because you look back, and you like I so appreciate my my upbringing oh my God. and my childhood and all the different stuff and also too, even yours even though I want yes, I was I was obsessive about you know like I said getting the cute little house that you could have your friends over and not you know be embarrassed because you know it was you know like I actually it, it was so important. It was so important. It was so important, and, and, it, I'm was, so... and it was cute inside. It was. No, super it was cute. <laughs> it okay, was well, cute. let's just but... describe it. It was like
0: basically we had this apartment that we lived in for years and years and years, and it's like ten years. It was like ten years, and and I was mortified of this apartment. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. You. It was no, no. It was. Listen, I in retrospect now I'm like my mom put a roof over my head. We had two bedrooms in there, which is like incredible. We had I had my own space, you know awesome closet it was clean always it was like decorated so cute inside you know it was it was more i could not be more grateful for it now but at the time let me tell you so all the neighbors were a little creepy no we had some cute ones the ones across from us upstairs were awesome but but, the ones below us were we had like awful in absolute feud with them like it was insane i had to tiptoe walking around the house because if not they would start hitting the fucking ceiling with a broom and they'd be like shut the fuck up and they were always on some sort of drug okay and the, our apartment smelled like weed
1: right and like my mom calling the police all the time oh, they God, would always, they'd call
0: the police on us we'd call the police on them And I think
1: reactive parenting came from that. Like, I'm not trying to make excuses, but that situation, I look back and I go, I should have just gotten us out of there because I would be so short tempered because yeah, but it was hard
0: because I lived like we had I was going to school there and it was like going to be emotionally challenging to get me out of that school.
1: And like, you know, you're like, by the way, we had we were rent controlled there. Oh, yeah. The rent was so amazing. You could walk to school. So, there are some good things about Mm -hmm. it. Like, you could walk to school, or I could pop you over or walk you to school. There came a point where you wanted to walk to school by yourself, it gave you that independence. But how often did your friends come with you after school? Because we were one block away from downtown. and And you guys would go over and get whatever Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and it was the pad. You guys all hung out, and you guys would you know, take little videos out of the window and of like friends walking by, you know, because it, it was so fun. Yeah. It was actually like, was fun. Location, location, location. It was interesting
0: because like, I was always very embarrassed to bring other kids over because, you know, of course, naturally I'm comparing this apartment to, you know, most of them had gorgeous houses. Yeah. Or two whatever. story,
1: you know, yeah. Six bedrooms. But I was
0: like, but what was interesting was that most of them actually did end up preferring hanging out at our at our place oh, yeah. because it was cozy and it was in in and there was a you know a special energy there. And again, like I, I, am so appreciative of that. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool T shirt and you are like, Oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go on to it, and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code Emma. This episode is brought to you by Purina. As the owner of Two Cats, I totally understand the healing power of pets, and so does Purina, which is why they're addressing the youth mental health crisis by making pet therapy more accessible. Research shows that pet therapy can help reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, as well as boost self-confidence. So to help ensure there's a therapy dog available for any kid who needs it, Purina is helping get more certified, starting with their employees' pets. To learn more, visit Purina.com slash mental health. We went off on a crazy tangent, and I'm glad we did because that was a phenomenal topic. But all of this was because I was saying it made no sense for me. To be like, I need to go to a Catholic all-girls oh, school right. because it was there was a lot of friction to get me there. It wasn't like, oh, this is a seamless, easy thing, like whatever. But did you know? we ever do anything easy? No. No, but I had <laughs> but I had this gut intuition <laughs> there. I was like, I need to go to this Catholic all-girls school. And then it was like, you know, I I knew I had to go there. Right. But then when it came to going to college, I like knew it was not gonna happen. And it was, but it was going against my logical brain and it was so weird. And to this day though, it's like that happens. Like, that just happens with me. Like, even with friendships, like, I'll be like, I don't see this in two years. Like, even if I'm, like, we're having so much fun. I want to be friends with this person forever. But I'll close my eyes and I'll be like, I don't see it. I. But then I'll have friends where I close my eyes and I can see it. That's a more recent development. I don't think, like, you know, where it's like, whoa, I actually am seeing these people in my head for a long time. But same thing with even dating. Like, every time, I, oh, this is, like, torturous. When oh, I bet. When you are... I'm like, I'll be so in love with someone, I think at least. Whether it's real love or not, it depends. It could be an illusion, it could be not. But um, I'll be so convinced that I'm in love with this person for the right reasons and that this is something that's going to go the distance. And I'll close my eyes and I'll be like, it isn't. I know it isn't. Wow. But it goes against what I want to be true.
1: Right. And you're, you kind of want to like go, well, I could be wrong like and I do
0: that and then every time I do if I get fucked over
1: yeah so I'm learning now that but that's that's such a gift I mean that's something to to pay attention to do you have that I feel like we all have a gift for in intuition and Mm so say you're talking about a situation with you know a relationship Friendship, whatever doesn't. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying s- specifics, and it comes in, and it, and I might just have an intuition about somebody, and I'll, and I'll say it, and I'm usually right, and it's kind of freaky. It's, it's kind of like freaky, mom mode. like mom. Yeah, yeah Moms, moms definitely... kind of know, and maybe it's just because I've been around the block multiple times. People always say that, like moms always know,
0: mm-hmm. and it's so interesting because, fuck, like you, you have nailed it on the head with like everyone. Like you, you do know, like you
1: you immediately, I actually need to start asking you more, like. Because I'll give you my opinion. Like, I know. Um, and it's not even judgment on someone, like, it's not even like, oh, those are bad people. Don't hang out with well, them. it's or not something. the compatibility it's with not, me. Yeah, it's not even about, yeah, it's mostly, it's, it's like a dynamic. And like, you know, I've just come to that place where I, I pay attention more. And yeah. I think you've just been more in tune. I mean, I think. I might be in tune, but yes, there's I a thing, will but, ignore it. Well, no, I think what happens with you though is there, like because you have anxiety, you will overanalyze those things sometimes and then you get worried about it an example would be like an intrusive thought right Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you'll start to make something out of that because you'll go oh that popped in my head and is that okay but does that mean it's real or is it just because it was an intrusive thought so you have this like oh my gosh you poor thing like it's really but I have done that my whole life, and and I got a handle on that when I was in my older twenties. I'm getting better 30. about it. It w- I was probably even in my thirties when I got when I was able to get a handle on that and and yeah. figure out the tools. And you will, you'll get there. But it yeah. sucks because you'll spend so much energy and time and and lose a lot of sleep over s- this kind of stuff that you create yourself. That n- that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time never happens, and so that's why I'm here to remind you because I've yeah. learned how to cope with that and 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 talk myself out of it and it's been a blessing I mean I like thank God that you are as anxious as me
0: like imagine you were sort of a child that you grew up
1: just as anxious as me, but you didn't have a parent who understood right there's a certain feeling that you have when you're the anxious kid that's, you know, worried about a lot of things because you're so distracted by the worry and the, and that dark cloud following you around that you just don't, you know, it's hard to, to like let go and have a good time. And when you, like, I just, you know, I, I see some of that in you. And so I try to do whatever I can to
0: Say, hey, I did that. And look. Oh, it makes you it know. so much. It's so. It is such a gift. Like to have somebody to call, you know, when you're like, I'm experiencing this, 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 this and that. What's happening? Right. And to have somebody say, you're not dying. You're not losing your mind. You're totally fine. This is normal. And it's happened to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think that one of the most powerful resources anxious people can have is just someone, anyone that has experienced it before. That's a key, key, key component Yeah, needs to understand it. You have to. Yeah. Cause if you talk about it with somebody who doesn't, they'll make you feel crazy. Actually, they'll yep. make you feel, you know, they'll completely, the way that their tone towards you will never be empathetic enough. Right. O- only from somebody who has experienced deep anxiety, can, only can they, like, that's at least my experience.
1: Well, I never had, I never had anybody. I know. I, and no one. I, I never know. had anyone to understand it. Um, Not a parent, not a friend, no one. No one understood what I was going through. And it wasn't even like well-known. Like panic disorder and anxiety, generalized anxiety and panic disorder was just not very commonly talked about or addressed or in most people, if they did have it, they were on anti-anxiety medicine, which was not an option for me. And so, but, but nobody understood what I was feeling. And so, you know, until I, you know, finally did meet, work with somebody who did, and they gave me this workshop thing and I did it twice over. And that's how I was able to, to get the tools that I have and, and thank goodness have them to share with you. And to understand it is just, you know.
0: That's what it is, I've noticed with anxiety. is like once you understand it, and that's what's making it easier for me now, like knowing that it's normal and it's going to pass and that it's not like something is very, very wrong. Right. I will say, though, I've noticed in you recently, you're making friends in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> mom moved to Los Angeles, California. With Now she's not my neighbor, but she lives – Pretty close. And so, you know, we're L.A. girls now, obviously. But you, like, I feel like you moving to L.A. has been really good for you. I feel like you have so many friends. I feel like, you like, I, I'll i call you and you're like, I'm on a walk with my friend. And I'm like, what? That's weird. Um, <laughs> you're like,
1: wait a minute. You're like, always there for me. You're like,
0: I'm going to this, like, dinner party or something. And I'm like, oh, what? That's weird. I know. It's kind of crazy. But it's amazing. You, I think you're actually... I think living in LA, you know, you're coming out of your shell and I think you're learning to have a better work-life balance. And I honestly think it's never too late to figure that out. And, you know, you're at a place now where financially it's like, maybe you can give yourself a little bit. You've worked so hard for so many fucking years, so fucking hard for so many years. <laughs> know. And like, you know, and, and you've, it's like, I think at a certain point it'll click for you and you'll be like, I, I think I do get to celebrate now. And that can happen. That can just happen whenever. It, there's no timeline where it's like, oh, I missed out. I didn't do it soon enough. So now I have to live this way for the rest of my life. It's like, hello. No. I'm trying. I'm doing it. Li- you li- will. It's baby steps. Well, I'm here to be like, okay, to mommy, put- time to get out. It's getting weird. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> time to get
1: out. Mommy, you're being so boring. <laughs> um, totally. This is so weird. But you know, it's funny. Like, it's like back in the day, it's like, oh, you know, The different things that adults did to go have fun is just not the stuff that I like, you know? Mm -hmm. So now it's like having, you know, taking out time with these new friends that I have to try new restaurants or, um, just have them over for coffee or go take like, you know, take the kids for long hikes to the top of the hill, mm-hmm. you know, like things that are just more in my, so I'm just more lined up with people that do that, that like to do the same things. Yeah, And so it's kind of funny cause I like moved here and I've never looked back and it's been so fun. It's been so fun. I, you know what? Like, I actually think we love LA. I
0: love everyone. LA. Loves L. A. I I, no, it's funny because, like, you know, I hated L. A. for so long.
1: I'm, I'm actually like fucking into L. A. right now. Me I'm too. Loving it. No, I'm not kidding. Like, I, what at the when I would come down and help you at the different locations you were at before, I was kind of like, oh, I don't think so. Well, I lived I don't in thi-. terrible areas. Like, I was just like, I don't think <laughs> could I could do it. Worse. And then, like, I got you know when I got st- kind of stuck here you know, helping to get the house finished and all that. And it just got a My routine. My house. Yeah. yeah. Got got a routine down. It was like, oh, well, I already kind of lived here. So, and I like, and yeah. I liked it. I yeah. liked it. And yeah. then it was like, I've never looked back. I, I, know. I know. It's I so lo- fun. I, lo- I love it. I, I love it. Totally. I'm not like, I just, I'm giddy with how much nature I get to be in. Like, I know. All, the, have, crit- all okay. the critters.
0: She, okay. We love rats, like pet rats. We love them. And she had a pet rat in college and she would carry it to class in her pocket and it would sit in her little sweatshirt pocket and it would crawl up on her shoulder and sleep on her shoulder. And this was her little best friend. And when I got older, then my mom was like, let's get Emma a rat. I wanted a rat. So I had pet rats. We both have a deep fondness for rats. Top rodent, I'd argue for the both of us. Although my mom also loves squirrels. That's her top rodent. My top rodent is probably rats. I like actually love them and I think that they're incredibly smart and you know, I'm not, listen, I don't, I don't need to see a big like two foot New York rat, right? Like I'm not hungry for that experience, but like a little cute female pet rat, obsessed. Long story short, my mom loves rats. I love rats. Yeah. She also used to feed the squirrels at her work and then she also, (laughs) and then she, on top of that, she's obsessed with the salamanders in, that are all around, or no. It's not salamanders. What is it? It's lizard. Uh, Sorry. She has her Western, lizard friend.
1: Western fence lizards and <laughs> southern southern alligator lizards. Oh, my God. There is so many cool lizards at my house. You guys like, no, it is so cool. Like some of them are like super turquoise and some of them are just like, you know, there's all sorts of little baby ones. Oh, my gosh. You're definitely an animal person. Like I, it's very special. Well, that's to why see. I would rather be with the animals than be out and be social. See, you're one of those that needs to wear r- the
0: shirt that's like, I like my dog more than people. <laughs> like that's you, yeah. actually. Like when is, it, yeah. it's like
1: the picture of the person laying on the floor talking to the dog when they're at a party. That's right? that's me, classic Sophia. Yes. Yep. classic mommy mode. Yeah, can't help it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Don't. No. I think the, the I think their final
0: conclusion is. My mom likes any critter that's within a 10-foot radius of her house more than she likes me, and uh. <laughs> sh-
1: that's okay And, and that's they, a relationship. And right now, because you're older and you're now an adult, like they can take priority over you sometimes, and you don't like it. No, <laughs> I actually kind of am relieved. I'm like, oh,
0: you know what? She's having fun, and I can call you at 2 a.m. while you're cuddling with the critters. Right. Like, it's a perfect balance what we have. I know. Well, Mommy, thank you for coming on the show.
1: You're welcome. It was fun. Did you have fun? Yeah. Did you come back? Oh my God, totally. Okay, cool. I feel like we could talk forever. I know. Yeah.
0: And we will. You'll come back and next time we'll talk about. mm, We'll we'll really dig into the rats. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, no, -hmm. no. And I should probably stop saying God. I keep saying that.
0: Oh, really? You can say God. Oh. You can say fuck. You can say shit. You can say God. You can just
1: say anything. You can say damn. Ass. Okay, good. Titties. Okay titties and ass
0: cooter <laughs> vagina
1: vagina uh, Peanut.
0: like penis yeah. <laughs> let it go let loose that should be like my warm-up before i record as i make everyone go down the list of like you know of like ooh, that's a little uh, spicy words spicy, spicy i like words. that and you did amazing awesome
1: i can't glad. wait for you
0: to come back i know i can't wait to come back <laughs> it was fun <laughs>